Hello, Dunker Punks podcast. In this space, we are lifting up the voices of the mustard seed revolution and listening to our siblings as we build up the beloved community we are so desperately in need of. Maya Angelou once said, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. This is a space where we all have the opportunity to share our stories, to open up in vulnerability and experience the warmth of listening and experiencing the feelings of another. In this episode, we have the privilege to witness the soul of Marianasu Makufa through spoken word and storytelling as he emphasizes the power in our stories. Marianasu is a Zimbabwean spoken word poet who will help develop the world. With a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's in organizational leadership, his goal is to ensure everyone is present to be their best selves. Currently, he is the Youth and Young Adult Peace Formation Organizer at On Earth Peace and the host of the bi-weekly Storyscape Spoken Word Salon. I am excited to welcome him into this space as he opens with his first piece. I am a Zimbabwean in America. I've learned to wear my otherness like skin. I wear my skin like black. I wear my black like history. I wear my history like identity. I wear my identity like peace. So when you see me walk, Understand how long it took to get here. Call each step a generation. Each footfall is a foundation. Each planted step plants a tree that my great-great-grandkids can look back to. I am their roots. I will anchor their stories to this earth, make sure they are never stolen again. These roots will be strong enough to allow them to reach the sky, have arms that are long enough to catch them on the days they need not look over their shoulders. To survive. Breathe. I will trade you oxygen for the oppression you inhale all around you. Breathe. I will protect you from all their heat when their hatred threatens to burn you. And I will promise you this. Carve your name onto the bark of this family tree. And our skin will remind you that we will always grow together. We are eternal. We do not bury our kin here. We give each other life. No matter how hard the winds may come, we hold each other up. Seas profound. Our roots 
are like fingers intertwined underground you are found so let love be the land that holds you like a mother like a continent like africa hasn't always been maternal but when they uprooted you planted their own seeds of doubt in you claiming you could only ever flourish in the place that they had designed for you they lied to you but see the truth the truth resides in you they ain't never heard your mother's voice calling your entire full name out through to you mwari anesu michael makufa wherever there is sunlight you will always be fruitful my son this melanin is symbolic it's your abundance in alignment so by it we're pakati i am a zimbabwean in america so remember to wear with pride this otherness like skin wear this skin like black call it beautiful wear this black like history call it grounding wear this history like identity call it ancestral manifesting wear this identity like peace call it heaven's greatest blessing it's an understanding that wherever you may walk a whole entire forest echoes ishe so that poem is called roots uh welcome everybody this is uh anasu the poet uh jumping in from on earth peace so thank you thank you thank you for joining us on this episode of uh dunker punks podcast i am a spoken word artist and i'm glad to be sharing this space and time with you and we'll be doing so uh with some pieces that i've written and some uh stories of how i got to understanding uh spoken word poetry as one of my creative art forms but also in using spoken word poetry as uh, a vehicle towards peace so seeing spoken word as a way to attain peace and peace formation uh is one of the things that we'll be diving into excitedly today as well as answering the question of what is spoken word poetry and how does it relate to peace as well as also just talking about my own journey uh through spoken word so as we diving in uh please do sit back relax and enjoy uh we'll get to know each other and get to conversing so the first question is what is spoken word poetry um i could just say this for an example what i just got to introduce this uh podcast with you have somebody 
coming into a space and sharing their vulnerable self in a powerful way. Um, with its origins in African oral history, stretching towards uh, towards the U.S. Harlem Renaissance, spoken word poetry is an art form that has roots in almost all corners of society. You can find it in um, places if you look hard enough, in history if you look hard enough, uh, and in yourself if you look hard enough. The journey of storytelling and taking an audience with you, uh, simply using words, is a human expression that I believe we all share, and it's one of humanity's greatest advantages that we have. It highlights our capacity to be able to explore our inner universe. Uh, the deeper parts of our souls and the very fabric of community that makes us. So spoken word poetry has that aspect. But what makes it different from just written poems or poems that you can hear um, read aloud? And one of the things that makes spoken word poetry distinct is that it involves the whole self. So when you are interacting with a spoken word poet, you're interacting not only with their physical, but their mental and their emotional space as well, including their spiritual uh, side in, in tow. Performances include body movements, tonal expressions, and something called a poetic voice. Uh, this can be defined in many ways, but the poetic voice is a concept that I like that was coined by uh, one poet named Seku Andrews. He helps to define this by saying uh, spoken word poetry reaches the soul, but we need something that is able to articulate the vibrations that gets us connected so that our souls are now in conversation. So the poetic voice is not just the cadence normally associated with uh, spoken word poetry, but it incorporates the blending of the inspirational speaking and motivational speaker, as well as the power in vulnerability. And then on the mental side, mentally, the exercise of meditation is something that spoken word poets do consistently day in, day out. That introspective side of us that reveals and rejuvenates the soul. Um, poets be conducting research and seeing how to be observant, inquisitive, critical thinkers before they share their poems. So there's a lot of that mental aspect as well that comes to spoken word poetry that's really unique and very um, engaging with the creative self. And then thinking as well within the idea of the spiritual self getting involved with spoken word poetry, the Bible says that the tongue holds the power of life and death. And then spoken word poets, in a way, have taken this to heart and intentionally craft pieces to present their meditations. Uh, when God was creating the earth, it is written that he did so by speaking. Um, so in a way, he's almost the original spoken word poet. Our second question is, how can spoken word poetry be used for peace formation. There are different ways spoken word poetry has been presented in our society, uh, whether designed as an open mic night, uh, speak easy, or even an inauguration speech. Uh, there are spoken word poets everywhere around us or among us. Uh, when thinking of ways of using art and creativity in peace formation, spoken word poetry has been known to spark important dialogue. It's a chance for people to express their story from their own mouths, to show their agency in carrying the weight of their voice when speaking up against injustice. Spoken word poetry can be used uh, to create opportunities for minorities to hold space. For example, in the civil rights movement, when uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. gave his I Have a Dream speech, it is easy to see the impact of spoken word poetry in creating collective change. This is because the real change experienced in society must always occur within before they do so externally. 
You must free your mind, be aware of your motives, and analyze how you impact other people's state of being. The changes in policy and behavior must have their roots in internal change. Otherwise, it is easy to repeat old mistakes. So using art in peace projects allows barriers to be broken. Spoken word poetry comes in to start the conversation, to highlight the shadows, and to proclaim that something does need to change. Our next question is, what is your journey with spoken word poetry? See, I was eight years old uh, when my father finally told me the story of my name. As a family, we had traveled to South Africa for a two-week trip. And even though the two-day drive had left the parents very tired, uh, my two siblings and I had begged them to let us see this beach before the day ended. My parents conceded. And one hour later, we were standing by the shore, not long into our evening adventure. However, I paused, anxiously realizing that my father was no longer next to us. Frantically, I searched for him, searched for him, found his footprints, and followed him to this giant rock that he had found. Relieved, I climbed next to him and sat. It's then that he decided to speak and share this story with me. My full name is Mwari Anesu, which translates to God is with us. And like everyone else I grew up with in Zimbabwe, there's a story to my name. In the Shona culture, Learning the origins and meaning behind your name is a rite of passage, an indication and self-agency bestowed that you are ready to finally know who you are. Sitting on a hard rock that anchored us to that present moment, buffeted by a soft wind that dared us to dream of things long past and still to come, my father expressed that it was moments like these, by the mouth of a roaring ocean, that he clearly saw and felt that God was present. He told me of my grandfather, who had passed on years before I was born, and how he was a natural orator, how he could describe something like the view we were seeing in that moment and make you feel as if you were there. My father, being the poet that he is, showed me how we hail from a lineage of storytellers, and how my name, Mwari Anesu, carries the declarations of the life lessons and hopes that our grandfathers orally passed down to us. See, it didn't take me long to try to craft my own stories, start to share my own experiences. Once I had joined the poetry club in high school, I found a new avenue of oral expression. Being a poet was already something that I considered a part of me, something that I identified myself with, and then becoming a spoken word poet, then fully solidified once I got to go to college. In my first year, spoken word poetry passionately became my way of sharing my stories in a new way. This passion culminated to five of the college's best spoken word artists at Wheaton College in Massachusetts, going off to represent the school at the College Union Poetry Slam Invitational. I was fortunate enough to be one of those five who got to go. From here on, I'll refer to it as Cupsy. Um, but we had an amazing coach who taught us our new, who taught this new and driven team how spoken word poetry is about finding the power in your vulnerability. It's a tool that can help you to access the experiences you have had and just make meaning out of them. So for three months, 
we trained, we prepared for this slam competition that was coming. It was going to be in Chicago. I had never been to Chicago. But once we arrived, I felt at home. I had been surrounded by other poets before, but this, this was a whole new experience. I realized just how much more I still had to learn. I stepped up on that stage in front of 300 of the best poets in the country, and shakily, I spoke. I stood there nervously determined and shared what it felt like to enter a country that already perceived my blackness as dangerous. And how petrified I was. One of the things I struggled with was in assimilating to the culture, um, not only of the U.S., but U.S. poetry in the same of slam poetry. You learn to compete against one another. These loaded experiences that elicit emotions and revelations from different perspectives are pitted up against one another. Cupsy did get to show me how uplifting it was to be surrounded by other poets. But sadly, at the same time, it showed me how toxic an environment like that could be. So it's very important as you're growing within this idea of spoken word poetry to be mindful of who you're surrounding yourself with. There was a lot of raw emotions shared on those stages as people spoke about police brutality, sexual abuse, domestic violence, and personal struggles with mental health. But all of these worthy-to-be-listened-to poems were put against one another, given scores, and determined which poems could advance to the next round. See, it's hard not to see this as a validation arena where the more heartache and pain you bear on stage, the more the audience responds or the further you can advance in the competition. Those who are left behind, unfortunately, are silenced. And yet, it's this very competition, this environment that seems toxic in these ways, that was able to bring light and bring all these poets together. I saw how people finally getting a chance to express who they are through their spoken word poems removed assumptions, dismantled biases, and created connections across difference. So with these lessons in my toolbox, I went back to my college after the um, competition and started my own poetry club, hoping to spread the ideas of light, of people being carriers of stories and creating a space to be able to express them. So my goal is to show how stories and poetry connects us all in all that I do, not just uh, here on this podcast, but throughout my day-to-day interactions. Through my own spoken word poetry, I've been invited to perform at different universities, which has been really amazing to see the response around the globe, around the nation, around the state that you're in, around your neighborhood, around your community, how people are ready to engage with poetry. Black men cry. I'm going to let that one sit for a second. I know you don't want to believe me, but it's true. Because let me tell you, 
on the day I get to see my wife in a wedding dress, looking like she just staged the biggest heist known to mankind, walking with a stolen Himalayan mountain top, cascading right from her sides. I will weep. I will weep like a mountain climber who can finally see all that's ahead of him for miles and miles. And I will smile. I will smile when I hand her every single teardrop as if each one holds the promise to every single vow that I would sooner find a way to turn back time than I would in ever turning her heart from mine. Listen, I know, I know I will cry as a witness to the birth of my very first child. Nwari Anotida Michael Makufa. When you arrive, when you arrive, my tears will be the first thing that you will ever see in me. These fully condensed particles of concentrated love, joy, and pure wonder just ungracefully tumbling down the hilltops of my cheekbones. Boy, you don't know what this means yet, but your dad, your dad is a waterbender. So when this steady stream meets yours, sharing secrets of ancestral lives before you, may this moment be the first time that I show you that you never have to fear the ocean that resides within you or the waves that crash at the shore of your eyelids. I promise. I'll show you the ways I've learned to float on salt water. Dear son, I promise I'll show you the ways I've learned to manifest my affirmations. That I am present, a beloved being. That I no longer have to justify my existence in every space that I am in. No need to prove that this black skin is as precious as the content within. And as my body grapples with this concept of a breath that I don't have to fight for. Don't. I have to be strong for. Don't. I have to look over my shoulder. In case it's something someone wants to contend for. I promise I'll show you the ways I've learned to be present. Because all these black debts on the news turn to poetry. But I refuse to ever see you fit on a page or a screen. My backbone will be the spine to the book of your life. But until then, until then, I will teach you that it's okay. It's okay to cry at both graduations and grave sites. I promise 
I promise I'll show you the ways I've learned to smile with my whole body. Like, Twarakadenge no sekerere yaona uso amwari. So sing hallelujah to these tears. May they be the gemstones gleaming on my crown. Such that on the day that I finally meet God among the clouds, trying to say all my last goodbyes, it will rain. A gentle rain. One with all the warmth my love could ever spare. May it wash over you and remind you of the tears as a black man. You, my son, will be allowed to share. Ishe. We are all connected through our stories. So many of our memories in the church rest on the stories we experience through the Bible. We hear stories of Mary, Daniel, Esther, Jonah, Martha, and so many more. But what are the impacts of these stories? Why do they matter? We are quickly approaching, if not already, the season of Advent, in which we highlight the story of the birth of Christ. We often see this story through the eyes of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but wonder with me for a moment about the spoken word Mary may have let ring from her mouth. After birthing a child, after being turned away, after a long journey, after talking with angels, what words may have slid off her lips? What story did she have to tell? What poetic voice could Mary bring as she is possibly at her most vulnerable? Storytelling and spoken word and poetry specifically are giving all of ourselves mentally, physically, and spiritually. Anasu highlights that the storytelling shows agency and can, better yet did, act as a form of resistance and activism. Let us think of our own stories. I have not yet mastered the art of spoken word, but I do love to write poetry. The way that I can reach into the depths of my soul and empty it onto paper that does not look at me funny or respond. It is a sacred space of deep pain and unexplainable joy. In poetry, I am able to wrap myself in the blooms of warm words like the comfort of hot tea traveling down the throat that so often does not open to share the books I have stored in my soul. I get to be in charge of my story. It is not twisted or taken, it is mine, and it is powerful. And then I think of Mary again, and I pray that the story that she longs to tell resides in the veins that rise as I write and in the salt in my tears that fall on the page. I hope to see her in myself as the pieces of her son echo in the strokes of my pen and the cadence of my voice calling for peace. Anasu reminds us the journey of storytelling and taking an audience with us simply with words is one of humanity's greatest advantages in existence. It highlights our capacity to explore our inner universe, the deeper parts of our soul, and the very fabric of our community.
The Dunker Punks podcast ministry is all about amplifying young prophetic voices to reach across and beyond traditional churches because everyone deserves this community in Christ rooted in our own stories. Through the podcast and on social media, we come together, come up with ways to encourage one another and to live and to love as Jesus did through everyday acts of service, advocacy, and grace. And let us continue to do all of this through our stories and to listening to other stories as an act of spiritual practice and an act of spiritual resistance to pursue shalom. Thanks for listening to the Junker Punks podcast, where we are embracing and amplifying voices that are shaping our world through art and storytelling. I am your host, Alyssa Parker, using she, her pronouns. Marianasu Makufa so beautifully contributed the audio, and Jacob Kraus is our amazing editor. Jacob Kraus also creates our music. Suzanne Lay manages production and communications. Living Stream Church of the Brethren, Warrensburg Church of the Brethren, Beacon Heights Church of the Brethren, Arlington Church of the Brethren, and On Earth Peace are sponsoring the show. Do you want to be a part of the Dunker Punks podcast? We are so grateful to welcome Living Stream Church of the Brethren as our newest congregational sponsor. If you would like to join them in being a congregational sponsor, we would love to have you. It is so important to hear what youth have to say about following Jesus. Congregations can support our youth by being part of a platform on which they can speak up and amplify their voices of faith, giving them opportunities to start conversations and make connections. You can email us at dpp at arlingtoncob.org for more details, including an informational packet about congregational sponsorships to pass along to your church board. You can also ask your church board to include a $200 budget line for your Dunker Punks podcast. Together, we can literally value what young people of faith have to say. After hearing this episode, do you want to share your story? You can send your comments or favorite show quotes to dpp at arlingtoncob.org. You can engage with our posts on social media. We are at Dunker Punks Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. You can share, like, comment on posts to show support or tag a friend or personally invite them to check out one of your favorite episodes. You can create show art inspired by a favorite episode of your own faith journey. We'd be delighted to share it on all our social media channels. If you were so moved by Anesu, there are opportunities for you to meet and do some spoken word or some poetry alongside him through On Earth Peace. Thursdays, including December 1st, 8th, and 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, they will be working through the six key and nonviolence principles through spoken word poetry. You can come as you are. No prior experience is required. And you can join in activities that range from creative writing, surfing our streams of consciousness, discovering the roar in every voice. Make friends around the world and journey into the adventurous world of your imagination. Youth will be working on a final showcase for peers, parents, and poet enthusiasts on December 15th, but feel free to come to any single session. You can find out more information on onearthpeace.org. With that, our next show will come out on December 10th and will include Annalisa Gross interviewing three generations at Beacon Heights Church of the Brethren, so don't miss out. Until next time, Ducker Pucks, peace and blessings.